Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. And if you've ever wondered about how to sell your product with shopping, live shopping, social commerce, then this is the episode for you. We're gonna talk TikTok shop, selling on social media, all that good stuff and more coming up. And to do that, we brought two geniuses in the space. We got Stu and Hannah on the show today. Stu is a longtime friend and uh, collaborator. We've worked together on a number of things and uh, really good to have you back on the show, Stu, and great to have you on the show today hannah thanks for joining us good morning ben good to see you again <laughs> you are uh yeah we, we've uh, had a good couple of years of um working together on a few different things and you've helped us out with a load of different fulfillment things and um you know warehousing and all that kind of stuff but this is a sort of a, a bit of a new move in the last uh sort of season into online uh i keep saying online shopping of course it's online shopping but live shopping social commerce and uh, uh but i'm super super green on the topic i don't really know much about it i haven't given the time that it probably deserves in terms of research looking into it and so i'm going to treat this episode as a bit of a fact finding mission for myself to, to learn more about it um but before we get into all of those questions to learn what it is um Stu, hannah why don't you just give us a bit of an intro tell us about yourselves what you've been up to in recent years and then we'll dive into the questions. Yeah, I'm happy to go first, Hannah. So, uh, Stu Conroy, I'm a director at Highlands, which is an agency that specializes in uh, marketing and sales, helping brands navigate different territories, different platforms. Uh, I was a seller for 18 years, so I sat at the other side of the table trying to work all this stuff out <laughs> as, as a brand. Uh, and yeah, I started selling on Amazon, what, 20 years ago? Wow. Um, and we'll, we'll get into it, but I think there's a lot of similarities with what's happening on uh, platforms, particularly like TikTok Shop. Um, and the opportunity, particularly for small businesses, um, I think big businesses will get into TikTok Shop far quicker than um, than they maybe did with Amazon. But um, okay. yeah, I'm happy to share what's happening and how we got into it and um, that it's actually quite simple for brands if, uh, if they focus some energy on it. Sounds good, man. Uh, selling on Amazon 20 years ago. I'm not even sure Jeff was selling on Amazon 20 years ago. That is, that is <laughs> yeah. real original. Yeah, I obviously started when I was 12, Ben. But, uh, <laughs> I was, was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, how about yourself? What's, uh, what's been going on in your world? Yeah, I'm Hannah Wu, um, spelled W-U. Uh, my background is mostly in operations, logistics and fulfillment, um, you know, sourcing things around the world. How do we actually facilitate that? Um, I recently been uh, working on a, a project called Lolly Shop, which we can come into further on but that very much collaborates everything that we're going to talk about um and hopefully some of your audience will be able to uh, it will help some of your audience as well definitely i think it will i think it's obviously a, a growing trend and um it's something that i've been aware of more just because of a there's a couple of people in our um, brand building university community that are crushing it with tiktok shop right now um, but i've always just been so busy the last year or so that it's one of those things you know where you feel like if I'm going to do this, I have to give it my full attention. And mm. I just haven't had that attention to be able to give it. And all the while, it's been bubbling up and becoming more popular, especially TikTok shop. I keep hearing about this like it's there's there's loads of potential. I keep seeing people on um, like social media talk about how they're getting loads of sales with TikTok shop. Uh, for the uneducated like me, give us a little bit of a lay of the land, social commerce. What even is it? How does it work from a, a high level point of view? So, I mean, really the, the social media platforms in general realized that they were influencing a lot of sales. Mm. Um, and, and some of the numbers are ridiculous of uh, how, many, how much purchase is influenced. 
before you get to an Amazon or before you go to your Google search, you know, you've got that generic search or, or product awareness before that. So the social media platforms have, have looked to take their piece of the pie early in the stage. Um, and I'd say, you know, meta, um, yeah, I mean, you've got live shopping and things like that on Amazon, but the social side, uh, the likes of meta tried to roll out live shopping. It's been fits and spurts. They are revisiting it, but TikTok has really led the way. Um, and really based on what they've seen over in the, uh, in the far East over the last six years, mm. um, it is different, a little bit different culturally over there, but mm-hmm. the frictionless commerce idea where you see a product, you click a button. Uh, we always explained it as QVC, um, yeah, on yeah. steroids or whatever, but just at that, that, that uh, front of house. So, um, and that's what people are now taking advantage of, you know, and we'll come into some of the different strategies brands and, and sellers are employing, but um, mm-hmm. it really is just, you know, meeting the customer where they're, they're being social. Mm. Um, and checking out new things and, and just getting the purchase instantly. I've noticed it's massive in China specifically. Um, mm. You mentioned cultural differences. Do you, do you think it's still got a lot of potential to take off in the same way over here or in the Western world? Anna, do you want to say that one? Sorry, my headphones are gone. Can you hear me still? Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. Using, yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, I would say the majority of the time is that you get brands who are hesitant, as you pointed out earlier. You have to commit to something, so you have to yeah. commit to a platform to really make anything work. Um, and I think that's, the, it, I would say, the Far East is having the blueprint that a lot of brands can begin to replicate. So mm. they've done the legwork more or less for us, and we can start to see how we can implement that into companies or brands in the Western. Um, I think the majority of the hesitancy, as I said, is either a commitment, so it's time, money, tech, know-how. Adding in another platform creates problems in your infrastructure. How am I now going to facilitate this additional thing? Mm. Um, Again, it depends on what your infrastructure is like. Are you an SME? You're really going to struggle if you're just dealing with the day-to-day compared to a bigger company who might have resources to be able to do that so those are the kind of problems that we're seeing but they yeah. tiktok especially are making it a lot easier for people to go live to trial live and um, to, to, to again have that frictionless commerce that uh, Stu mentioned mm. um and that's what we're seeing is that a lot of the uh social platforms are no longer allowing you to divert off so before you could have your brand and you could say visit you know like you'd have a link to your website yeah that's no longer going to be an option moving forward um they say it's due to customer experience. I'm going to say it's probably due to their profit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's kind of like what we're seeing is that brands are going to be forced, if they want to use social, that they're going to have to pretty much play by their rules. Yeah. And it's not something to be scared of or to, you know, like try to go against because it's, you know, you're pushing like a rock up. You'll be pushing a rock up a hill. Yeah. Um, it's a just a way of trying to get brands more on board. And as, mm. as Stu said, it is a lot simpler. Um, that I think brands realise, and there is a lot of buzzwords, which hopefully we can break down a few. Um, and as again, Stu said, what social commerce actually is, is the journey starting on social. So it could mm. be brand awareness, it could be the actual purchase of the item. Yeah. But all it says is basically that, or I guess all what he explains is that social plays a big part in the purchasing journey. Mm. And that's what obviously they've realised, and that's what they're trying to optimise and utilise. Yeah. I suppose for me, the big challenge has been because it does seem, and even when you are, and, and not to be you know, critical of how you explained it at all, but it's so broad. You know, mm-hmm. the, the way you've explained it there is 
I, I suppose by definition it's broad, right? Social commerce is a broad topic, but mm. I think it, because of that, it's always just been for me something that I've just been like, oh, I don't really fully understand. Like I get obviously building an audience on social media, promoting your products on social media, but there's clearly something different that can be tapped into beyond that. Uh, like with TikTok Shop, let's take that for for example. What is the, the the goal with TikTok Shop? Do you, do you have to go live to be able to utilize it? Is it just a case of making posts that feature your products and link to your website? Like, give us a bit of a how does the the end to end kind of play work with something like that? I'd say for, from my side, Ben, the easiest way to do it is just to log into TikTok, um, look at live or shopping, um, mm. and to answer a couple of your points there. Uh, so. Two years ago, we basically had an empty office. Nobody was coming in. So we started doing live shows with brands on Shopify, emailing their um, email database, getting them onto a live show, explaining products. And TikTok approached us and said, could, you, could we help brands go onto TikTok shop? And their, their vision was a little bit more. So this UK and Indonesia were going live at that point. And it was all, you know, live, live, live. It's all about live shows. And uh, there was some uh, viral content a couple of months ago that was showing these factories in Indonesia, of factories of uh, creators, mm. all in this, you know, yeah, I've seen those, uh, yeah. offices, yeah, 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 and sort of selling products and going live. You know, I think one of them had seven channels going live 16 hours a day. In in the West, it's been a little bit different. Um, obviously, it's launched in the US now as well. Um, and you can leverage the different elements of it depending on, you know, your time, what other platforms you're selling on, and, you, you know, like, and alluded to the time you had for it. Mm. Uh, so you can, once your products are loaded, you can work with other creators. You know, it's more that IKEA model. They go and do the work for you. Mm. You pay them a fee. Um, you know, obviously you're going to save costs the more you do yourself, but have mm. you got the time to do it? So, uh, and the other side of that is, is videos and ads as well. So once the products are on there, it's it's sharing those with, with wider audiences. So I, I get that it's broad. Um but the first step is really getting the products on there and then you can explore all these different possibilities with the creator marketplace on the, on the yeah. back of TikTok. And, and Hannah, how does that work? I get my products loaded up onto TikTok and then creators can come and um, choose to work with me for a commission. Is that kind of how it works? Uh, so TikTok have created an affiliate program. Um, so it's all managed through the back end of their panel. So that actually kind of simplifies the process of how traditionally people would approach uh, influencers or create those partnerships. Um, so they, again, have created that instant connection. Mm. Um, so they, what we've noticed is they've kind of thought about all parts of the entire process for mm. brands and are making it as simple as possible. Um, it is all quite new. So there are some things that probably will change quite quickly if it doesn't work in principle. Um, but again, they've created a fulfillment option as well. So yeah, they've really thought about the entire cycle uh, for brands to be able to utilize all the options available. It, when someone buys a product, are they checking out then on, on TikTok? Yes, yeah. And TikTok are processing the payment, sending you a payout? Yeah. So there's connectors where you can uh, you can integrate it into your own shop. So mm. again, you don't have to have particularly have multiple panels to be able to like manage. Um, so there are options in regards to like how you have the data feeds and whatnot. Yeah. Um, as I said, I think the the reason why most people are probably a bit hesitant is again it's the commitment of knowing what to do, how to do it, is it going to pay off? Yeah. Um, yeah. But as we see, TikTok is fantastic for discoverability 
for any brand, I guess that's the main agenda really is discoverability. And really what we think is that going forward, companies or brands need to have that omni-channel approach. You can't just sell on your website now. Mm. You've got to be on various platforms, you know, promoting yourself, pumping Mm. out content, working with collaborators and um, yeah, influencers, that whole cycle. That's the, that's kind of what I would say. I see that most brands are, the direction they need to go in for the brands that you work with Stu, are they able to try all this with a minimal commitment like do you have to send loads of you talked about uh, tiktok fulfilling uh products do they have to send loads of products to a fulfillment center like maybe you would with amazon or can you make sales and fulfill it from elsewhere so you can start with a low commitment how does that side of it work yeah you can i mean tiktok are pushing the the fulfilled by tiktok approach uh, mm. at the moment there's no algorithm that benefit like you would get with prime um i think visually you'll start to see the benefit because it's it's then you know they'll put that stamp saying next day delivery um by those products that are in the in the tiktok warehouse uh our advice to clients is leverage the best of that there's some good incentives to to jump into fulfilled by tiktok at the moment um but we also work with integrated warehouses where you have a 3pl backup because yeah because it's discoverability and i'm sure you've seen the stories ben where some of these products go viral. Um, you know, I was with a client a couple of weeks ago. They woke up, woke up to three thousand orders that they kind of weren't expecting because a creator did some wow. some some work, and it's sort of. Um, so if you've if you've got a thousand in the TikTok warehouse, hmm. then you know you've, you've got to get those backup solutions, um, yeah. which is where, where we work with clients. Um, and and on you know example of another client, they're not selling on any other platforms. They've committed purely to to TikTok and. Oh, wow. Um, our, our work has kind of been reduced on that. So we've, we've trained them. We've got them used to the platform. They're going live three hours a day, four to five times a, a week. And that really helps the algorithm. So although we're not seeing live take off as much as it has in the Far East at the moment, for mm. those brands that are committing to it, they're really getting that, that benefit of more views and more shares. And um, so, But you know, not everybody can commit three hours a day or a team <laughs> to, to three hours a day to, to do live selling. But yeah. Uh, that's where it's at at the moment is there like an integration needed for a, a website do you need to have a website can you have if you want to uh, transact through the website what's the dynamic there you can it, it, yeah i guess it just depends on what what you have um mm. you can have your own shopify i think woocommerce like all the standard kind of platforms mm. you can get a, an integration into tiktok um so the data feeds would go back and forth so uh or you could just go natively on tiktok yeah. Okay. And then my I suppose concern or, or uh, limitation maybe for a lot of people in our world at least would be, well, I don't necessarily want to be the face of my brand or making TikToks all day long, creating all this content. The the creator platform of, of TikTok, does that sort of take away some of that? Can you give it to them to create the content? You just give them the product and they create the content for you? How does that dynamic work? Yeah, very much so. So like I to, to break it down, we, we kind of meet three f- types of founders. So those that love talking to the camera all day, every day. And um, and then the second type is those that, that like to answer questions about their product. Might not be, you know, so um, forthcoming, giving information, but happy to, to share in a Q&A type style. And then you've got the third founder who just doesn't want to be anywhere near it. Um, mm. They love their products. They're, they're, they're hugely knowledgeable about their sector. They've done all the data analysis and stuff, but they just don't like doing, you know, face to camera sort of stuff. So 
again, the, the cheapest way is to to go on and talk about your products or talk about other products. Um, and as you go through, you're just going to be submitting uh, or losing a little bit of margin to those people that are helping you build the brand, which isn't a problem. Um, and again, time is everything. So if you can get other people talking about your products, they, you know, they're, they're building their audiences. Um, and we've seen the sort of creator fees change a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, give me 20,000 pounds. I'll talk about your product. It's like mm-hmm. now, this affiliate scheme makes more sense for brands and for creators. You know, they, they can choose the products they they really you know want to talk about and, and yeah. get revenue from it. What kind of um, percentages is uh, normal? Depending on the sector. So we've seen anything from 2% to 30%. Um, okay. You know, depending on, on the strategy and if it's fashion, beauty, obviously there there's tends to be more margin. Mm-hmm. Um, in tech, mm-hmm. you know, you're never going to be giving away 30%. Um, so the, the, in simple terms I think you know creators want products that sell mm-hmm. um, and that makes it easier and if they're passionate about it uh, you know that it just it makes it easier to to get them on board pushing your product mm-hmm. yeah and, and you as a, a brand owner would define how much you're willing to give as a percentage and then creators can then come through and choose from the different mm-hmm. offers that are available is that kind of how it works yeah, I think uh, with a influencer, you'd probably want to be looking for a long-term relationship as well. Yeah. It's not just going to be, oh, can you just promote my product? Um, what you'd generally do, reach out to an influencer or you know someone on the affiliate scheme, and you would send them a sample, or they might already have your brand and already be kind of like a you know indirect brand ambassador for that product. Um, you'd negotiate your fees and then you as i said you'd want to look to have a long-term relationship rather than just can you do this one video for me um i think that's probably going to be more beneficial for brands uh and you could do that through quite a few you know you probably want to maybe trial like five different influencers and see what your return on investment is uh for those and again that's what's good about the uh the affiliate scheme that tiktok has created it manages all of that for you yeah good good okay um, and then when someone, say an influencer, is making content about your product, they just like, I told you I was going to ask them some basic <laughs> questions, right? Um, but they just like tag the product and then you can click through to the product and see the product description on TikTok, buy it there. Because uh, you mentioned about website uh, links being removed or, or not as effective even. Um, you know, is that kind of how it works with the straight link through to the product? Yeah, it's yeah. You, you're kind of using your website, like if you've got Shopify, it's more like a catalog where you can upload. You can choose which products you want to upload to the platform, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not yet Amazon um, in terms of you know Amazon's 25 years of you know streamlining everything that we mm-hmm. we go to and how we easily purchase. But um, yeah, ex- exactly that. You tag the product in, somebody clicks through. There's a cart there. They make payment. Um, the the interesting thing as well is it's all of the information stays on the platform so it's not like emails it's all on platform communications Uh, so it's a little bit different to those used to amazon yeah what about returns that's through tiktok as well yeah so and then they manage the entire customer journey really in regard they've obviously got like a back end of staff and everything that manages all that or do they do it through you uh, so you you can see that. So the customer can engage a, a refund or return, um, and then it's all done on platform. And 
yeah, similar to to FBA for for t- fulfilled by TikTok um, yeah. in terms of them taking control. But if you're mm-hmm. doing it yourself, then it's it's you know you dealing with that yeah. uh, engagement. Yeah. Okay. And what kind of fees do TikTok charge? Is it similar to Amazon? If you make ridiculously a sale? cheap, then ridiculously cheap right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Wow. So what? it's ninety days uh, is one point eight percent as a launch offer, <laughs> and then five percent. Um, and I think that not to hog the, the conversation, but like um, you know, Amazon's coming out of this this as well. You know, this live and uh, affiliate marketing and mm. getting other people to talk to you. So it's not just TikTok. I think we're, we're going to see uh, Shopify. I've got Shopify collabs. So it's really into this, you know, army of salespeople for your brand, mm. not just you. Um, mm. But the more the more you can be authentic and do your own content as well, I think helps. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's not essential, but it helps. Yeah, I suppose I'm drawn to asking questions about TikTok because it's obviously got such a massive uh, viewership, massive uh, amount of eyeballs on it. And I think if if I was to do a live stream with Shopify collabs on my website, it would be like maybe my mum would turn up, right? Yeah. But if I do it on TikTok, you, you just think there's always the potential that thousands, tens of thousands of people might engage with it. So are there other platforms that say someone that wants to explore this for the first time is it just tiktok don't even consider anything else or are there other platforms people should be looking at when it comes to you know social commerce quote unquote i think tiktok sorry is the lowest barrier to entry Mm. it's got everything for you as you said Mm. again it's like if you was to have a live on your website you've got to be responsible for driving that traffic so doing that live isn't just going live it's your marketing around that Whereas, as you said, again, with TikTok, if you go live and I've got, say I've got a notification and I follow you, it'll be like, Ben's gone live. And then Mm. I tune in and they do very much the legwork for you. So, again, if you're an SME, I would definitely say I would start with TikTok, lowest barrier to entry. It's got everything in platform for you. Again, you're not going to spend thousands of pounds looking for tech suites for live. Um, I think we've seen up to some companies quoting up to about £50,000 for that technology to live on your website. So again, SMEs, definitely, I would say TikTok. Yeah, okay. And how much of trends is a part of this? Do sellers need to stay on top of what's working well on TikTok in terms of content that's going viral? Is is that then becomes a really key skill for um, founders to really develop? I think authentication in my opinion. Mm. Um, I, I would only jump on a trend. Personally, if I was doing strategy for a brand, I would say only jump on a trend if it if it aligns with your brand. There's yeah. no point in just being like, oh, now I'm doing, I don't know, something with hair when you're nothing to do with hair. <laughs> like it, yeah. it has to make sense. And uh, yeah, authentication, I would say. That's why also we recommend, obviously, the brand owner or at least someone to become that kind of visible person that mm. people can identify with. Yeah. That's That's how people like build relationships with or build loyalty more with a company yeah. is when they kind of know that person. I don't feel loyal to BP or Shell. I'm going because it's of the price or where it is convenient. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like if it's a company that I do feel loyal to, I feel like I know them a bit more. And that's normally because it's a more of a personal mm-hmm. relationship or I know the, the face of the person. Yeah. yeah. In regards, it just depends on the brand itself, I guess. Yeah. So I've got a like a brand that I'm sort of in the process of working on and in my spare time, you know, whatever that is. Um, so it's going slowly, but I will <laughs> I will get there. And um, and I've been looking at TikTok for it. I, I kind of have wanted to avoid it because I 
Um, don't like really, um, you know, getting on social media and being the face of stuff, but I feel like I probably will need to for this one. Um, so from my perspective, say, for example, Stu, I'm a new client coming to you. I want to really make social commerce, TikTok, a real core part of what I'm doing. How much do I need to be looking at just normal uh, social media content on TikTok. How much should I be looking at live? Uh, how much of a portion is live in the whole dynamic of what you do with your successful clients? Um, as I say, I mean, we've got some clients that have just fully committed to live, um, mm. but I'd say I'd recommend just starting with the, the creative platform and doing your own content. And yeah. you know, if you you'll be fine in front of camera, Ben. You, you know, <laughs> you, you're. Uh, um, but but that would be the starting point, and then leverage that before you jump into live. I think, you know, I hundred percent believe that live. If you were doing live consistently, you'll have a faster growth. But mm. I understand that not everybody's got the time to the, to do that. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a mix really on what what brands are, are focusing on, uh, and some brands that we work with are a little bit um, more conscious of like having creators say the wrong thing about their brand, or mm. you know, so they. They get a bit more selective. They want to. They can control it with video. With live, yeah. it's like they can say anything. So you know, yeah. it's, it's understanding those those bits. But also, like what what Hannah's built with um, uh, Lolly Shop is that community piece, and yeah. and small brands in particular helping each other. Uh, so it's yeah. a slightly different angle to, to what we do. Yeah, I'd definitely like to hear about that and ask you about that. One last question before we do on the live dynamic. When you're talking about live shopping and you mentioned QVC, I'm imagining you know demonstrations of the products. Um, it, it, we're not talking about live where I just go live and do a Q&A with my audience, right? This is... Uh, you know, if I've got a yoga mat company, I'm going to be doing yoga on my live and showing them the moves I could do with this amazing yoga mat. That's kind of the, the vibe or? Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, you know, when we were doing the original shows on Shopify with, with beauty brands to give you an idea, the average viewing time was around 19 to 20 minutes. Okay. Um, when you, when we started with TikTok, the average viewing time was about 19 to 20 seconds. Um, <laughs> so you're getting, you know, thousands and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people coming in. And, um, you know, not all of them are going to be interested, but it's that sort of, you know, physical shop window. Are they going past? Are you capturing them? So, yeah, it's if you can entertain and educate uh, about how to use that product, you're going to get those people that want that yoga mat right there, right now. And they're going to stop, listen, hear what, why they should buy that yoga mat. And then it's an instant purchase. Uh, and with the logistics all tied up, they're getting it in one to two days from that impulse purchase. Mm. And I imagine that, well, obviously social media, you can't really control where your audience is, is tuning in from. I know there's, I've heard of issues where with TikTok, you tend to uh, compile an audience around where the person that's posting is, is posting from. I don't know if you experienced that, but uh, if, if someone's looking to expand globally, uh, is this a good option or is it just, uh, you know, for one location? Like, How does that factor in if I've got someone watching from multiple different countries? How, how do they buy my product, the logistics side of it? I'm stressing myself out just thinking about it, but what, there must be some solutions there, right? For, for, for the shop content, it's geo ring fenced or whatever okay. the exact term is but yeah, yeah so it's yeah because we, we launched in the uk a couple of years ago and it was only only uk people will see the shopping button and it. it will only be served up to to those audiences oh, brilliant. um and simply now is if you expand it to the us and other territories are coming soon um mm. so it would be geo 
geofence, geo-ring fence. I yeah. think that's I, I, no, I, I get what you yeah. mean when you say that. So I imagine that may be the, the right. <laughs> it must work. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so Hannah, Lolly Shop, t- tell us a bit about that and, and what kind of uh, problem that solves. Yeah, so what we've created uh, or what we've seen um, is that a lot of SMEs have don't have the time, don't have the budget, don't have the resources, don't have the know-how um, to kind of tackle all of these problems that we have talked about. Um, so we created Lolly Shop, which is a brand marketplace. Uh, so we would act as the reseller and we would load your products and then we push those products up to our TikTok shop. Um, and the reason why is it allows people to be able to utilise and explore, I guess, what TikTok has to offer with, again, without the commitment without having to build an audience first. Um, So what we find, again, is one brand might be able to commit to one hour of live. We might find another brand might be able to do three days, you know, back to back, Mm -hmm. and then nothing for the next month. But collaboratively, that really helps the algorithm because TikTok sees that as, you know, we're consistently going live. Mm -hmm. So collaboratively, brands help each other grow. We're not put in dropship products on there it's brands brand founders it's um great products and uh yeah what we've seen is that we it's a starting entry more or less for brands to be able to quickly go on to live onto tiktok shop and as i said just like optimize and see what that platform actually can do for their brand they might work with that strategically in their own tiktok shop well, they might get to a point where they don't need us anymore. Um, the model we've we've created again is what we believe is very fair. It's a pay-as-you-grow model, so we're not asking for agency fees or anything like that. So, yeah, for a brand, it's all about collaboratively helping each other grow. As I said, it's not open to everyone. It's great products, great, great brands. Yeah, awesome. And where can people find more out about that? Uh, so it is lollyshoplive.com. Um, so we are we done test uh, sorry proof of concept last year, um, and we know it works. And at the moment, we're just in the process of onboarding brands at the moment, and we're due to be going live, especially before the big buying season, which is just around the corner. Yeah, it certainly is getting close now. Um, there's, I feel like we've kind of covered such a broad range of topics today, and you can probably tell that I don't know much about this because I'm like randomly plucking these things out that I really am just keen to know just to give that foundational knowledge really as it's something that I think every e-commerce seller really should be exploring and aware of and staying uh, keeping their finger on the pulse Uh, and on that note over the next 12 24 months I'd love just to finish off the episode just getting your thoughts not to necessarily have a crystal ball and predict the future but just the kind of trends you see uh, with social commerce that sellers really need to be aware of and uh, yeah it'd be great to hear from from both of you on that aspect where do you see this industry going what are some things that sellers can do to position themselves well and make sure they make the most of this opportunity for, from my side it's um it's understanding what other platforms and that's that's as an agency that's where we come in and sort of you know, when I started selling on Amazon, it was 7% selling fees and you didn't have to do any paid spend. It wasn't possible. And um, TVs were still in black uh, and white and, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had to walk to school and all this. Stuff. So, yeah. And, but I, I really see it leveraging the social platform. So like product launches or, you know, um, those Black Friday promotions and things like that go nuts. But 
it's then leveraging that against your other platforms. You know, where do you want the customer to buy? Where are they most likely to buy? You know, coming into Q4, although fulfilled by TikTok is there. Uh, Amazon's, particularly in the US, Amazon's still trusted in that Q4 delivery. If you click the button, you know you're going to get it. So that, that, that's an agency where we, we work with brands to understand where they should be getting awareness. Um, I love the, love the fact that the activity is more trackable because it's always hard as an agency to go, oh, do this and 500,000 views and no sales. And it's like, well, yep. actually you can see um, tangible results. And I think that's the bit that, that brands will start to use it far more. Um, as, and, and I expect Meta to come back into um, YouTube is, but it's a little bit more restricted. Um, Twitch, all of these platforms, um, this creator economy is, is really going to uh, be at the forefront. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would just add, add um, as I, said, I think I've already said it earlier, but just companies positioning in themselves to be able to facilitate multi-platforms. Yeah. Um, so from an infrastructure level, uh, what does that look like? Because what I generally see is that you get companies who get to a point where they find it really hard to scale because their tech infrastructure doesn't allow that. Uh, so it's very clunky processes and things like that. So really, I would be looking at streamlining your internal processes to allow you to grow, to be able to facilitate multi-channel platforms. Um, and that will just give you an advantage because what I would pre- kind of predict is that people would be seeing, OK, oh, I've heard about TikTok. I've heard about TikTok, TikTok shop. And then everyone decides to jump on it. And then it just you, you're then not giving yourself that advantage as if you were to jump on it now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It feels like it's something that we can't, I, I certainly can't keep ignoring because um, I, I suppose I was a bit sceptical, you know, a couple of years ago, how big is this really going to be? But like I say, some of the, I, I mean, I saw someone the other day talking about a journal that they were promoting on, on TikTok and it sold like 300,000 units or something, mm. you know, just on TikTok. I'm like, geez, Louise, that's, there's serious volume here. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's for people business. who have already been able to opt- uh, utilize tiktok and they're doing it very well um yeah. so there seems to be some hesitancy in brands mm. i think that's either probably down to a time commitment but as you said it will get to a point where you can't ignore it anymore yeah uh, do you think there are particular categories niches product types that it both works well for or, or doesn't work for or, or could everybody use it i'd say everyone can use it some work better than others it depends a lot on what products you're selling what price yeah. points um, if they're impulsive buying, if you've got a reason for someone to buy there and then. So if you're looking to do a discount or promotion, that obviously works very well. Um, as I said, it's that imp- kind of like you're probably create wanting to create that impulse buying, giving people a reason to buy. Um, otherwise, what they'll do is they'll, it's, that point just becomes about discoverability, which is never a problem e- either. For me, any kind of marketing really needs to t- cover that anyway. It's all about brand awareness, trying to get yeah. your brand in front of as many people as possible. Very cool. Like I say, I feel like I've asked lots of random pointing pokey questions trying to help me understand this. Uh, is there anything that I haven't asked that I should have done that you think would be uh, a final, last valuable tip for our audience from either of you? Uh, from my side, I, I would just like if I was launching a brand now, I would get it loaded on Amazon, get it loaded on website, and then focus my energy on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like Hannah said, if, if you get your tech simplified, um, and you know, that's what the shop do, we, we provide solutions as well. Um, that to me is the, the, the launch 
mm. strategy because there's so many incentives for them TikTok as well at the moment. So take advantage mm. of those. It won't be there forever. Mm. Uh, key as well because as more people go onto it, it's going to get expensive. In a year's mm. time, I think it'll be more expensive than it is today. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Hannah? No, I'd only echo that. That strategy from Shu. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. I think it'd be well worth. <coughs> excuse me. Six to twelve months time, maybe. Um, is doing another like a follow up episode and, and maybe doing a deep dive into TikTok specifically, or because um, I feel like we've kind of, uh, like I say, we, we've been at the uh, ten thirty thousand foot kind of uh, bird's eye view of how it all works, but it would be good to deep dive into it uh, another time because it, it, there is a lot of potential here, isn't there? Mm. Um, and it's exciting to imagine what mm. could uh, some of the brands, if they really adopted this, what what they could do. Absolutely. I think if, if me and Hannah collaboratively work with you, Ben, on your new product launch and we can you know, give a, a live case study mm. back yeah, to yeah. the audience in six months' time and show sure. them, um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure show it worked, but also some of the challenges or some of the things, some of the learnings over that period. Yeah, definitely. Uh, give me some accountability to actually make it happen, won't it? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. No, no, yeah, honestly, yeah, that'll be good. We'll, we'll keep talking about it and um, keep the audience updated for sure. Uh, guys, where can people find out more about you guys and, and, and what you do if they're interested? Um, for me, I guess it's lollyshoplive.com or you can come find me on LinkedIn. Those are the two main places I'm. Yep. And um, for myself, it's uh, thinkhighlands.com. Uh, so that loads to the different services we provide to brands um, and Stuart, Stuart Conroy on uh, LinkedIn perfect we'll get those linked up in the uh, show notes and description as well Stuart Hannah thanks for coming on and um, teaching a noob how this all works I uh, appreciate you taking the time out and I'm sure our audience does as well uh, so yeah thanks thanks for coming on thank you Ben great to see you Ben Awesome, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, as you can tell, this is pretty new to me. Maybe it is to some of you. Let's go on this journey together. I'm going to keep exploring this. A great topic to delve into and some great resources there in Lolly Shop and Highlands to check out. Connect with Stu, connect with Hannah and, uh, and all that good stuff. If you've enjoyed the episode, please do give it a like, subscribe, even leave a review if you're feeling generous. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode, same time next week. Take care.